Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18, that's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. What is going on, Kane Nation? Dirty Bird here today with the uh, with the Kane Gang show. Derek Coe is actually out and in the Bahamas right now, swimming uh, swimming with the pigs, man, and enjoying some time uh, with Maria out there on vacation. Uh, but never fear, the birds are gonna hold it down here. I uh, asked a couple of a uh, couple of my boys here to jump on and uh, and cut it up, and we got a jam packed agenda tonight. But uh, first, we got Mike McCoy, host of the Michael McCoy Show, also here on Slam Radio. Our uh, our brother from the other show here, huge Miami fan, recent graduate as well. And then uh, also from State of the U, we have uh, Stephen Cheatham here, also our boy here, uh, now representing uh, H-Town. And uh, yeah, we're going to get in here and we're going to jump into it, guys. But I uh, got a jam-packed agenda tonight. Let's talk real quick about what we got there. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to get in and we're going to talk some barbecue here and uh, the the awesome recruiting event that we just held here at, uh, at the university. Uh, next, we're going to jump in on our second segment. We're going to talk about the state of Florida food chain, man. You know, I went uh, went back and forth on Twitter all day about a, with uh, with a bunch of these guys about uh, you know UCF fans and FSU fans, and they're all beating their chest, man. And of course, you know how the Kane Gang does it, man. We're beating our chest. Uh, and then the third segment, man, we're going to jump up and uh, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. And I know my boys right here. We've been going uh, we've been going off on Twitter talking about all this madness that's happening. You know, of course, I know I'm going to take my licks from these guys, uh, you know, when it comes to the heat, you know, because they're looking very boisterous here. And then uh, we, we will do another hour tomorrow night, too. Uh, Amon Richards, uh, he's also going to jump on here. He's going to talk some NBA with us. And uh, then we're also going to talk Kane's postseason baseball. And uh, we're also going to talk about Coach L, you know, with the uh, with the news now that uh, Mike Krzyzewski's hanging it up, as well as, uh, you know, uh, Roy Williams has already left it at uh, – North Carolina. So, you know, when is it time for Coach L? But anyway, jam-packed show. Fellas, first and foremost, how y'all doing tonight? Good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm multitasking. So if you see me doing one of these, it's because I'm watching the Knicks game. I'm paying attention to here. So I'm That's happy. Good. Man. Good. I'm happy. Got to keep them playoffs on, man. Steph, how about you, man? Doing good out there? I'm loving it, man. Everything's going great. Can't, can't hate it out in Houston. It's not as hot as South Florida, but it's still hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, good stuff, man. So the barbecue just kicked off uh, on, uh, on last night, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course, no kid ever has a bad visit, right? They're always going to say the right things, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you really, really got the impression from seeing the pictures and seeing the real-time updates, which, you know, shout out to the university for actually allowing the media on campus to, yeah. uh, you know, Gabby was out there, I think David Lake, you know, a lot of these guys that have been, you know, working off a computer trying to get the scoop actually got to go and, and, and set foot on the campus and watch the recruiting event and take pictures and talk to the kids. So was really happy to see that. But uh, Steph, what did you think of, uh, of, of the, uh, the barbecue this week? You know what? At, at first, I thought it was going to be one of the those, those same Miami cookouts. They have it for the juniors. They have it for the seniors. And I didn't really think too much of it. But then when the list started coming out and you see the top talent, that showed up, not just on the list, but showed up, especially highlighting Shamar Stewart, who's there again. Ooh. 
for Wednesday, mm-hmm. two days in a row, it's star studded. I'm, okay. I'm really impressed by the staff. I mean, they, they've gone they've gone above and beyond making sure that they um, make make a big noise in the state of Florida, and it's it's happening. No doubt, no doubt. Mike, what's your take? I mean, like you said, I mean, they're all going to say the right things, but genuinely, I genuinely feel that they, after being locked up for so long, this is what they wanted to do, you know? And if they didn't want to come, they they really didn't have to. So it, they said it was a family atmosphere. You always hear that with Miami. The weather couldn't have been better. They held it at the right spot on campus, right? At the sand and the uh, the sand pit and the volleyball, um, you know, the, the sand volleyball court around the new uh, – the new dorms. So I thought that was clever and um, just a who's who of recruits. And listen, man, if the returns are anything uh, like the signing class is going to look like, then we should be happy because Ooh. everybody had something good to say. So anybody that knows yeah. anything, about anything says some good things. Well, you know, the thing that stood out to me was that it just looked like a really well-organized event, right? It looked like it appealed to the players. It appealed to their families. You know, there was a lot of, you know, hugs with the coaches. There was a lot of, you know, conversations going on with those guys, man. So, you know, really, um, you know, really coming away with an, an impressed man. I know we're going to get into the, the state of Florida, uh, you know, the, the totem pole and the pecking order here in a little bit. But you look at similar events uh, that went on in Tallahassee uh, in Gainesville. And, you know, the Tallahassee event, you know, I mean, FSU fans are just out there beating their chest, man. And I guess, look, you got to beat your chest about something, man. I mean, you know, because you know what's, what's going on in the field. It, it isn't great over there, right? But, uh, you know, I mean, their, their event, you know, they open the doors at midnight, right? And they try to do the basketball midnight madness thing. And, you know, to me, I'm like, man, you're going to bring some high school kids to in a the college the campus week. in the middle of the week after everybody's already gone home for summer. You're going to keep these kids out all night, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you see the pictures, and I mean, these kids just look beat, tired. You know, they were they were talking about that they yeah. were going to go and tour the dorms at at, at three or four o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, yo, that's kind of corny, man. Yeah. You know, um, so I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, they they do have a little bit of a uh, of, of momentum going. You know, I'm not going to take that from them. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm bullish on the, the the kid Travis Hunter that they've got. He's an absolute monster out there. Um, so you know. I mean, they, they, they got it going a little bit, man. But, you know, shout out to the Miami recruiting staff and, uh, you know, the coaching staff for, for putting together a well-organized event. So, you know, here's one thing here, guys. We, we just had another another person pop up. And my man is in the Bahamas, but he can't stay away as soon as we jumped on. He's like, I got I to gotta get the link and jump on. So there he is. Co, what's up, man? <laughs> hey Maria, looking fresh. Looking fresh. Oh, was... you already know, man. Like trying to trying to stay live, man. You know, just doing our thing over here in the Bahamas. No doubt. Hey man, go away, okay? Don't have a drink. Time. Go away. <laughs> the show's in good hands, brother. We got this. All right, man. Do your thing, man. I'm just gonna watch you guys on the sidelines, man. I'm gonna watch All like right, three with Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, he's street clothes tonight. <laughs> I got you. All right, y'all All do right, your man. thing, man. Hold it down for me. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, man. Be easy. Appreciate you, coach. Yeah, he can't stay away, man. I love it. Mr. Worldwide, man. boy. Hey, worldwide, worldwide, co. Yeah. So, so guys, you know, back to this, uh, back to the event. You know, I mean, one recruit that that jumps out to me though is is Shamar Stewart, man. And seeing the pictures of this guy coming out, he's a tank, <laughs> an absolute huge. tank, man. He's huge. I, I'll oh. tell you what, Shamar is beautiful, man. I mean, I, I I feel like he's the kind of guy that he creates a class, right? We we saw what happened last year. You saw James Williams come aboard, 
And then it was just a domino effect. You had the kids from Northwestern. You had LC at, 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 in the middle of the summer. You had Jake at the end. It yeah. just started this this domino effect. And I think Shamar is that player that can do it for us. Um, yeah. I, I feel like this is a great year for a defensive lineman. He's the number one guy. So you look at a Dante Anderson. You look at a yeah. look, look at a, a Kelly, who is another top defensive end. You see a Shamar Stewart coming in from Miami, going to anchor that middle. Yep. If you're a defensive end, that's money. Because mm-hmm. when Shamar's taking those those two players, those three offensive linemen, you can eat and get that quarterback. So I think Kelly, I think the Joneses of the world, I think uh, Anderson, they really have to think if they see Shamar Stewart come in mm-hmm. with Miami. 100%. So, Mike, let me ask you, man, are you worried right now about recruiting, right? There's two guys committed. Uh, I mean, these two guys are all in. Um, you know, of course, Ja'Curry, right, the quarterback, the general, uh, and then Quan Lee, who, I mean – this guy's awesome, man. I love seeing his attitude and everything. But you know, those are the only two guys committed right now. I mean, are you worried? Personally, not at all. I mean, look, yeah. we know the early signing period is December. We just hit June. We got six months. But you're probably thinking, oh, we should have at least close to double-digit guys or whatever. I'm not because we have momentum from last year, number one. Okay, recruiting momentum does carry over, in my opinion. And um, – you know, we're going to have we're going to have commits by the time the season starts. It's not like we're going to be sitting at two by the time uh, we go to Atlanta and face and beat Bama. But um, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. I'm not concerned at all. And I don't think there's reason to be concerned, because we, if we had 10 recruits, that could automatically go to five. I mean, we've seen no. it happen. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think all that all that we're seeing right now is the product of what Manny and staff are are doing to prevent the whole decommit thing. Right. Because. It's really what I think is happening at Florida State right now. They're taking any commitment just for, yep. just to get the names right, and those kids are getting exposure, uh, and they're they're getting talked about, and they're getting hyped, and oh, you know, hey, Florida State just gave me an offer, and then the same thing that happened with us, you know, they're going to go in, they're going to, you know, they're definitely going to have a bad season. I mean, I think the the ceiling yeah. for those guys, I would say, is six wins. I mean, and that's that's a stretch when you look Pushing. at yeah. their schedule and what they have going on, and the, just the depleted. Uh, roster that they have talent wise you know but you look at it and these guys are just using it as a platform over there well what we're doing here is we're only taking commitments you know like a guy comes and says hey coach i want to commit and they say look you better be all in right and if you're not all in and you come here and you decommit like that's it and i mean i think they're doing a lot of stuff with with the parents and they're making sure like listen you know you only get one time and it's it's similar to the mold that they use at an ohio state at a clemson Right out in Alabama. I mean, you could, you know, we need to make this these offers that Miami puts out a desirable offer. Yes. So when you get a committable offer, like that means something, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I tell you what, if, if if you look at Florida State and you compare it to Miami, uh, Florida State's doing what Miami did a few years ago, gimmicky, trying to make it flashy, trying to make it cool, trying to make it something that's appealing to kids. Um, yeah. And I think that's what differentiates the big dogs from the little dogs. Um, yeah. my, Miami, they just do a barbecue. Very simple, very plain. But you had all these kids come in because they knew what Miami stood for and where Miami's going. Florida know. State, they have to do this gimmick where it's at 12 a.m. They have to get these kids into the situation that's the slingshot. It's, it's not it's not real. I mean, the Georgians of the world, yeah. the Alabamas, the Texases, they don't do that. They have an event. They say, if you come, cool. If you don't, we'll see you later. Miami is trying to get to the upper echelon, and mm-hmm. that's where we're going. Florida State, they're going where Miami was, and that's not good. We've been there. We've seen this before. We've seen the Al Golden blueprint. Yep. (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. So, I mean, yeah, when you look at that class over there, man, I look at a guy like Sam McCall that's that's committed over there. And uh, I believe he comes from a Florida pipeline. I know he's from the Lakeland area. I don't know if that's the school over there that that is the pipeline for Florida. But, I mean, to me, ever since I've seen that kid and, and everything, I think he grew up a Gator fan. You know, like, I don't see that guy sticking at Florida State. I think I think Florida comes with a serious offer from McCall. You know, when it comes time to, to do it, you know, he's he's probably gonna yeah. gonna be over there, right? But you know, nevertheless, man, I mean, you know, I really like where we're at recruiting wise. I like the, the you know the, the kids that we're recruiting. I mean, when you look at the tape on these guys, these are these are guys that that you want here, right? They're not just recruiting by stars. They're recruiting guys that are animals and that have yep. the right attitude, right? The you know the guys that um, you know that their coaches are saying the right things about, right? You know, we're really I think starting to take recruiting the right way and approach it in the right manner and. Last year, to me, I mean, you know, I've said it on here, you know, multiple times how much I love that recruiting class from last year, right? It's all Florida guys that, you know, that that bleed it, man. And, uh, you know, I think when these kids come in, I think, you know, a few of these kids are going to make immediate impacts. And, you know, the rest of them, when they come around, uh, are, are going to be monsters. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have heard about everything that's coming out about Chase Smith, um, you know, being a guy who's getting out there early, right? So, well, who, so let, let me ask you guys that. I mean, who, who, you know, who's the, who's the guy out of the 21 class, you know, or, or maybe a couple people that are really jumping out to you as early, early contributors. I'm a, I've always, always, and this is probably going to be the easy answer for everyone, but even when everybody's like, oh, he's UGA bound, we're not getting him. I wanted that James Williams so bad. Something screams to me about, you know, 6'5", 220 at the safety position, and that's why he came because that's going to be his primary position. Sure. Um, I, and that guy moves like a deer. Please, man. I, I, that's my favorite guy. <laughs> On offense, I'm a big mellow guy. I love yeah. me some Brinson, man. I just – something about a, a, a Miami receiver from Northwestern. Hopefully he can do what Aldarius was supposed to do. I'm still hurt about Aldarius Johnson, man. I still, still heard about that. <laughs> like it just didn't pan out, and that guy was supposed to be the next Andre Johnson. Romero yeah. doesn't have that physical frame that both of those guys did, but the dude is smart. He's skilled. He's got hands, great route runner. And yeah. um, the, the the thing that I like about this class so much, and I know I'm going a little off topic here, is that they seem to have it up here, man. Um, they just they they get it without they're they're mature beyond their years, and they want to be canes. They are uh, they're cane guys. You know, you yeah. remember the phrase is 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 he a is he a what was the phrase? When you back in, are you a Miami guy? They're Miami guys, man. They're yeah. Miami guys, and they they get along. They do stuff together. Yeah. And I forgot what old school kid I was hearing uh, talk about, and he was like, uh, I think it was Clinton Portis on one of the podcasts. He was like, you know, these guys, they I, every time I hear, they stick around, they do stuff together, and I haven't seen that happen in a while. So that's yeah. really awesome here. Every guest that we've had on from back in those back in those teams, right? You know, back in those those you know early two thousand teams always talks about that brotherhood and about, you know, nothing, nothing mattered to that team. I and mean, if you were on the team, you were absolute family, right. And right. they did everything together and they had each other's backs, you know, be it the, the kicker, you know, hanging out with a, with a, with a six, seven, three twenty D lineman, yep. you know, like they all had each other's backs, man. And, you know, it really kind of feels like we're going back to that right now. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. I mean, we're hype on these guys coming in. So what about for you, Steph? You know what? I mean, that, that 21 class was special. Um, to Mike's point, it's that mentality. They've been recruiting a certain mentality since 2020. Yeah. I mean, the 2020 class had had Restrepo, 
you have Cheney, you have yeah. Knight, and these guys are dogs. They, but not just dogs that need to be developed. They're guys that can step in and just punch you in the mouth day one. So you go to 2021, you have LT, you have James Williams, who are both first-round type talents. But then you, you go down the list, and it doesn't stop. I mean, you have a Brashard Smith, who may not be as um, well talked about, but that guy is a, a, a mini monster. Mm -hmm. He reminds a lot of people of uh, the route receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, who just blistering speed. Yeah. Exactly. Blistering yeah. speed, great side, built like a running back, but can catch everything. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about the mentality. I think when we, when we go back to what Diaz has said year after year after year, they got to get rid of this disease that's in the locker room. So these guys, like Mike was saying, they're a team. They put the team first, and they're, they're about their ball. They're about that part of life. And Absolutely. so they put the work in. They're not afraid to be themselves, and they're not afraid to work. It's not about the glamour and going out and partying, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about what's between those lines, right? These kids are amazing. Their, their mentality is, is fantastic. Quan Lee from this class, 2022, is like Ooh. that. Now, you, you speak Quan Lee. You were talking about FSU, Travis Hunter. He put the work he put the on work Travis on Hunter and they clapped a little bit on Twitter if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. not afraid of anyone. Nope. Give me all Love of that, that baby. Give me all of it's, it. It's mentality. They have it. And I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Well, He's a grown man can... at what, like 17? Because his story is is unbelievable. His story yep. is yep. unbelievable. No and doubt. he's a grown yeah. man at 17 years old. No doubt. Well, hey, we got to pay a couple bills here, guys. Uh, give us a couple minutes. We'll be right back here on the Can Gang Show here on Sirius XM Radio, Slam Radio Channel 1. 45. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina. Y un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hanging out with Mike McCoy and Stephen Cheatham here on the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. So, guys, as we get into our second segment here, you know, I'm kind of thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight, man. And, 
you know, I, I wanted to really pull us into that, uh, you know, that the, the kind of the totem pole that's the state of Florida college football, right? Which is, you know, probably one of the most popular debates that uh, that you'll see in uh, in Kane's Twitter, man. You know, we're uh, we got Florida State, right? You got Florida, and then we're going to throw UCF in it just because they keep wanting to smoke it every time with us, uh, every time they get in there. I see Mike's eyes rolling and Steph's, Steph's shaking his head <laughs> as we're going here. But, uh, you know, let, let's start. Let's let's build this thing from the bottom up, right? So let, let's kind of discuss and let's build this thing from the bottom, and then we'll put who we got on the top uh, on, on last, right? So, Mike, looking at those four programs, right, Miami, UF, UCF, and FSU, who do you got at the bottom? I'm going to do two things here. I'm going to go historically, okay. and then I'm going to go present day, all right? Okay. Historically, UCF doesn't even belong on the list, but <laughs> we're going to allow them they to They want be- on, bro. They want yeah. in, man. Yeah, they, they have a, a, a championship that – they, you know, claim <laughs> mythically that they have this parade down Magic Kingdom and all of this stuff, <laughs> and whatever, dude. I love they, it. They, there's this poll that nobody's ever heard about. They, you know, this poll awarded us the national championship, and it's like a footnote freaking poll, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, there yeah, they. You know, speaking of that poll, so it's one of seventeen, and I put the analogy like this for it. I said, man, if you go out and you take seventeen free throws and you make one of them, are you impressed? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, they don't even have the trophy to to, to freaking to to. Or maybe they do have a trophy. Maybe they made one. I don't know, man. But they bought one themselves. But it's yeah. okay. <laughs> They're historically number four. Okay, historically, Florida. How many ships do they have? Three. Three, right? Florida State or Florida? Florida has three. Florida's got three. So it's Florida and State. FSU has three. Okay, so whatever. Uh, but you want to know what? I'm going to go ahead and put Florida fourth and FSU second and in Miami first historically on that list. And it's not just a championship thing. It's what those teams have meant to college football type of thing because you think Miami, Miami changed the game, okay? Miami had rules set against them. Everybody, Miami slayed Giants on the way up, five championships in what, eight, uh, uh, four in eight years, five in like 20 um, and FSU, they dominated college football to me more than Florida. Florida barely even dominated the SEC, and it took them however long to win an SEC championship, right? They don't even have an undefeated season. So yeah. and, and in that, uh, it's Miami 1, FSU 2, Florida 3, and that other school, they're <laughs> at the bottom. Gotcha. That's historically, right? So we're, historically. we're talking historically there. Historically. You know, nobody can, nobody can argue the fact that Miami with their five rings – should be seven, right? But should the, be the five that we have should be seven. And then, the like, five that we have. Day, present day, uh, FSU's at the bottom, okay? Yeah. FSU's at, like, going into this season, uh, count last, I don't know, three, four, five years, FSU's at the bottom. UCF has to be second. Um, Florida's not looking too hot going into this year, in my opinion, okay? I don't think that they are – with, with the whole Mullen talk and everything like that, I just, I don't know. It's kind of iffy with whatever. But they have had more success on the field than Miami this year. So it pains me to say, but I got to be real, Miami's going to be two and then F, uh, Florida one if we're talking present day right now accomplishments. Yeah. I'd agree with that, right? We, you know, we, we, haven't, we haven't done anything to get that, that top spot yet, right? So, you know, Florida did play some big games last year. They lost more than us, but, you know, you know, look, I, I would, I would put, and I mean, I hate the Gators more than anything, man. I really, really do, man. There's nothing in, in, in this world that I hate more than, than the Gators, right? 
Well, there's yeah, some stuff, but you know, <laughs> yeah, there's not much. <laughs> but Steph, what what about for you, man? Who's who's got that, that the bottom, the cellar dweller for you in the state right now? And go ahead and do I mean, what Mike did too, and give us a you know a, what you think historically, and then what you think present day. Oh, I mean, I, I think Mike hit it on the nose historically, because if you don't have at least one real diamond on your <laughs> finger, you are not. Even on the list, you can't even get in. That's Chris yeah, Brown. Was you get you even allowed to get outside of the club. <laughs> they got a good coach now. They got a good coach, but that's they for do. the that's for the here and now conversation. Historically, UCF at the bottom. Um, I'll put UF third, like like Mike said. You, um, FSU is definitely second, and they rival Miami only because FSU was so consistent. Definitely. They were probably the most consistent team of the four, but Miami had those peaks that no one can touch. I mean, they they own the they own the eighties. The, the 90s, even when they weren't winning, they were top topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. So Miami is the most camera-ready team. Everyone is looking at Miami to see what they're going to do next. So Miami is that team, in, in my opinion, historically. Give it to FSU second, UF, and, uh, and UCF. Are you bringing it to, to the here and now? FSU is clearly the, the last team. Um, they ruined their, themselves financially with the whole um, Jimbo and Tagger thing. So they have no money. So Nor- Norvell that comes in, he's a he's a good coach. I'm I'm not gonna mince words. He's a decent coach, but he's not on the level of Diaz. He's not on the level of Mullen. He's not on the level of my, my guy UCF from Auburn. Um, Malzahn. Malzahn, thank you. Gus is, is a genius who Brett Lashley knows um, near and dear to his heart. So you put those guys in order. I mean, Malzahn is probably the number one coach. Maybe Mullen and him are are, are one and one. Diaz is 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 clearly there. And Norvell really hasn't done anything. So the here and now FSU, I would put I, I I might say UCF third and then UF I'll put second only because coming into the season. Last year, if we're, if we're saying this, UF would be number one because they had Trask. They had the best quarterback in the state. I love King, but last year Trask was the guy, and we, we all saw it. But King yeah. is the guy this year. We don't know what's going on at UF as far as their, their second their second quarterback. Um, he he's okay. He's yeah. he's not proven. He hasn't played a game yet. I mean, he hasn't hasn't really played as a starter. So we don't know what he's going to give them. They right. lost a lot a lot in the offseason. So UM has that momentum going into the season. Yeah, we've said it before. Well, the, the momentum for Miami kind of slows them down at the same time. But I think UM is just the best team in Florida, hands down. They have the most talent. Um, the coaching from head coach all the way down to assistance off the field. I mean, when you have uh, a Bob Shoot, who is an analyst for you, when 2018 had the best defense in the country, not at Alabama or at Georgia, at Mississippi State. State. He slowed down Alabama. He slowed down Georgia. He slowed down Texas A&M. Great uh, um, defensive mind. You have Mike Rump offline. You have these coaches that aren't even on the field that are amazing. So UM has that staff. They have the players. Clearly number one, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I think UF, FSU, UCF are just jumping out of our heels right now. Yeah. So so love the takes there, guys. And, I mean, you know, really, I, I agree with both of you on it, right? And I agree with, with, with Mike in the sense of, you know, we really haven't done anything to earn that top spot right now. But, Steph, when I look at it, and I, I, I agree with you as well, because, like, you look at what has, you know, what's Florida lost, right? And we yeah. know what they're going to look like yeah. going in this year, right? To me – you know they they keep hyping Emory Jones, but watching 
with my eyes, watching Emory Jones throw and watching Anthony Richardson, their number two throw, I think Anthony Richardson's two or three times better of a quarterback than what, yeah. the, what the Emory Jones kid is. So I think they're they're leaving a lot, you know, on the field, you know, by by just basically saying it's Emory Jones's job, yeah. right? Um, so I mean, you know, time will tell, but you know, they've got a, they got a stud on defense and, and Kyar Elam, um, you know, and but you know, other than that, man, I mean, they lost yeah. so much this year. They lost so much uh, offensively, much. man. I mean. All their all their explosiveness, Tony yeah. Pitts, which, you know, my goodness, man, that guy was unreal last year, unreal. right? And is probably going to be a, a, a superstar here coming in the NFL too, I think, as we go. But you know, and then Trask, who you know, Trask is lighting it up in Tampa Bay in their yeah. in their camps right now, so they've lost a lot, and and you know, for for me, for my order, I mean, of course, historically, you know, I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to say, you know, UCF at the bottom, UF's third historically. FSU's second historically, um, and Miami's first, of course. I mean, you know, you, yeah. I don't think there's really anybody who can step up there and, and debate us on that. And we're talking entire history, right? You know, but but what I was thinking as you guys were talking about it too, like think about how many moments that we have sucked the soul out of Florida State, right? Or taken taken moments from those guys, right? I mean, there's been so many times they would probably have six or seven championships yeah. if it weren't for us. Yeah. Ruining the party, man. Yeah, no so, lie. No I lie. love that. Bobby <laughs> Bowden said it. He's going to put it on his grave. He had to play Miami every year. Okay? <laughs> and the thing with, with with that Miami rivalry and FSU rivalry when, you know, it was hot is FSU scared me plenty of times. I'm Ooh. sorry, but they were just so big, so fast. They were great, great coaches, and they were like almost a mirror image of us. But Miami had this thing that they knew they were going to yeah. Yep. I was at the game with Greg Jones. Was it? It was the wide left one. It was the wide left when they missed the field goal in the open end. Greg Jones felt it felt like he ran for 500 yards. When I got home and I looked at the box score, I could not believe it was only like 160 something or 180 something because oh. it felt like 500. That game, they should have won. But Miami, what do they do? You know, you go down the field, screen pass. You just know, and that's what my and and that's kind of what's happening right now. We're gonna go for what number yeah. five this year, so. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Greg Jones is one of those guys. They've they've had a lot of guys on there that you know, like I could have seen being Canes. Like nobody that's been at Florida, I could have really seen like, oh, they they should have been they should have been a Miami or they had that Miami guy. Like you know, maybe one or maybe one or two guys, right? But you know, really they got their own feel with players, right? Yeah. But you look at all the guys at Florida State that you would have loved to have had here. Oh I mean, God. to me, Dion should have been a Kane, right? Like when you look at it and just look at like who Dion is and how he carries himself and you know, who he is today and the personality yeah. that he has, like, you know, that's, that's Miami swagger that that guy has, yeah. you know, you I'm know, you look at on Bolden guy, that guy was, a oh beast. yeah. I mean, yeah. Peter Ward. Bolden then, out in Pahokee was killing yeah, me. No, no, man. no. And get this going back to Greg Jones. That's the only time I've ever seen Sean Taylor get run over. You remember the orange bowl? Yeah. Before? The yeah, only time was, was, was there. Over. Legit yeah. ran him over. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that was uh that that was rough, man. But yeah, they've had they've had a lot of guys, man. I mean, you know, even even people that like I, I still respect just the people that they are, you know, Ward Dunn, amazing yep. human being, right? Derek Brooks, same, yeah. you know, same thing. So it's like to me, if I if I'm FSU, right? I mean, they're just they're so they're so far off from an administrative standpoint right now. You know, it's almost like Donna Shalala's running <laughs> running their program right now, right? 
I mean, they got the athletic director who's just, you know, friends with friends with John Thrasher, um, you know, and he's just he's he's not a sports guy. Right. Um, you know, he's he's a, a college guy, not not a sports yeah. guy. You know, to me, it's like you need to bring like a Derek Brooks back in and say, OK, guess what? You're like you're in charge of the football program and everything that goes on in there. And, you know, a guy like a Derek Brooks would not let, you know, any of the BS go on that's that's right. going on there right now. And, you know, that just, you know, slew of players that have left from that program over there. Oh, for sure. It wouldn't have happened with him there, you know. But, you know, so obviously I, I agree with you guys on the historic piece. But, you know, for me, for the current pecking order, I got to put Florida State at the bottom, right? Uh, you know, you look at their spring game <laughs> and their defensive line, if you look, is, is nothing to, to write home about, right? But that D-line gave up or had 13 sacks in their spring game on their offensive line. So what does that tell you going on on the O-line? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we, we know, guys, like, look, a bad O-line and you're in for a bad year. <laughs> they look like receivers. Yeah. They look like Milton, I don't know why he picked Fuller State because for Milton to pick Florida State, he's putting himself behind such a thin wall. He's oh. coming off an injury. Like, you got to put yourself in a position to succeed. FSU's offensive line will put you in no position Ooh. to succeed. Yeah. I mean, I like I'll, I'll pray for that kid every time before Florida State gets on the field because that line is not going to do many favors. Yeah. You know, look, I, and I love that kid, man. I mean, I, I think the world of him, I think the world of the resilience and the, the strength took to battle back, right? And I give that respect. But I look at the decision he made, and I'm like, dude, you know, you got to have somebody to protect you. You know, so – you know, I just know it's going to be mentally in his head that he's trying to, to fight against it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at, uh, you know, look at a guy like Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis has really given him the only spark that they've had yeah. over the past couple of years. Yeah. And uh, did he transfer? You know, no, no, he's still Did in he there. They're, they're, they're okay. battling it out. That was a uh, Blackman. Blackman transferred. Yeah, Blackman's gone. Okay. I think he went to Arkansas State. So yeah, good for him. Yeah, you know, look, you, you got to move on from from that man because, you know, that fan base is, is is the wolves there. So, you know, clearly number four, Florida State. Uh, I'm going to put, you know, not far away from them though, UCF. I mean, you know, UCF almost put 500 this year, and these guys are still out there barking like they're national champions. When really, what was your claim to fame? You beat an Auburn team that in their previous game got, you know, had had absolutely every emotion in the world pulled out of them against okay. Alabama and the way that they lost. And half the team didn't play in that yeah. game, right? So, you know, you went in there. Of course, you know, they, those guys were going to go in hype. And, you know, look, it's not easy to run the table, you know. So respect that they did it. But, right. you know, you also did it against inferior competition. Didn't, they, didn't they have, like, the game of the year against Memphis, for crying out loud? Mike Norvell's <laughs> Memphis team? Oh, my goodness. It was, I think they had one against Memphis and one against USF, right? Where where they the, were the USF one back. was huge. That that, that yeah. was a cool game to watch. But if that's yeah. your game of the year, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but you you can't tell me that if you put them on any Power Five schedule, I don't care who it is, if it's a Big Twelve schedule, if it's a ACC schedule, whatever it is, that that team's still running the table. Not gonna happen. No. There's no damn way. <laughs> they're Wake Forest. Yeah. Their their peak right now is Wake Forest. That's how, exactly that's, that's who they are. Yeah. That's a great analogy. That's yeah. a great analogy. But, you know, so I, I got them at three, not far off from Florida State, though. And then there's, a, then there's you know, current day, there's there's a clear UF and Miami, right, battle. And, you know, I'm going to go with, for my list, I'm going to put the Canes on top right now just because of all the returning players that we have, um, you know, and the pieces that we've added. You know, our O-line um, has, has 
you know, is, is really a strength now and something that I think we're really confident in as we go into this this year and the, all the starts that they have behind them and what Zion Nelson should be. I think what, right. you know, Corey Gaynor is going to do at center, uh, I think he's going to be a, a good stable block up there. Um, you know, you look at the addition of Charleston Rambo, uh, Tyreek Stevenson on the defensive end, I think those are major, major ready-to-play Plug and play uh, guys, you know Mike Harley's coming back too as well, which uh, you know I think he's going to give us a a large boost and going to have a huge season. So I got Miami first, and I got I got Florida second in there. So, um, but guys, we are coming up on another break here. I know we're having a a ton of fun as we're going, but you know I know we've been uh, chomping at the bit to get into this NBA talk. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into that when we come back here. Uh, you guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio. Channel one, channel one forty-five. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM one forty-five Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. 
And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Kang Gang Radio Show. We're in our third segment here in our first hour, kicking it here with uh, Mike McCoy and Stephen Cheatham. Well, Derek Coe is out uh, in the Bahamas swimming with the pigs right now. Uh, but, guys, you know, we've been all over this NBA playoff thing, man, and watching all these games. So there's a ton of places we can go. I want to stop by every series. So let's start out in the West. You guys good with that? Well, what time did the Heat play? Okay, we're we're going there. Never mind. Let's, let's, let, you know what? No, for Mike, let's wow. let's start. Let's start with the Heat and the fact that they got swept by. I was the kidding. I was kidding. We can start. No, no, no. We we, we gotta go there. We gotta go there, man. We we gotta we gotta own it, man. So let let's start there. So Steph, your thoughts on the Heat Milwaukee series? Did uh, Milwaukee win it, or did Miami lose it? Milwaukee won it. Um, yeah. And it, th- this is no shot at Miami, but. I just don't think they had the same flow they had last year. They 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 found this this ability to win in the bubble last year that just never really came back this season. That they, they had a they had a small pocket of, of of wins that kind of propelled them into into that slot into the playoffs. But sure. after that, they just kind of they never found their footing, and that bit them in the butt when they played a very strong Bucks team. Yeah, you have one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, and Giannis. Who just kind of owned the series? Um, I think the Heat they they need maybe one or two more players, but they just didn't have it this year. Yep, Mike, what are your thoughts? Look, man, I love ragging on the Heat, and you know it. But this is me <laughs> being real. All right, I'm a Bulls fan. My Bulls are not even in the playoffs, but um, Miami's full of role players. That's a team, and Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in the NBA. Okay, I'm not calling him a role player. I'm not calling Bam a role player. When you when those are your two best players and you compare them against the rest of the league's duos, Miami's not top five. Miami probably isn't top seven or eight with those guys. But then you have a nice roster full of guys that have been Ariza, role player. Everybody else is a role player. That's why they're very good in the regular season. That's why they were good last year in the bubble because the whole bubble fraud thing, I don't like to call them bubble frauds, but when you look at what they did this year, it's kind of hard not to, but <laughs> – you're not going to win when you have a team full of and, – and, again, it's not a shot. It's true. Look at their roster. They're full yeah. of role players. And you need now at least three guys to win an NBA, three headline guys, at least two. I mean, the Lakers, yeah. they got two guys, but if one is down, it's not looking too hot. Yeah. That's the thing. And Miami didn't get better in the offseason. Milwaukee yeah. got way better in the offseason. Yeah. So, 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 so here's here's my take on this. And, I, and I'm a Heat fan, right? I, I pull for the Heat, right? I'm more of, you know, just a, an overall fan of the game, but I, but I pull for the Heat, right? So, you know, and I'm on that bandwagon. But I will tell you right now, I think we had an overdose of Heat culture, <laughs> you know? And we, we walked in there, right? And, you know, we walked into that series and everybody's pumping them up and everybody's like, ah, the regular season's nothing. We'll be fine come playoff time, right? Oh, we got Milwaukee. We whooped them last year. And Milwaukee was like, look, y'all ain't getting us like you did the other <laughs> last year. And, you know, we looked at game one and we're like, oh, it's a close one. Heat and five, you know, and we're all out there and we're beating our chest. And then reality struck. 
and they punched us in the face and we didn't get back up. And they punched us in the face a second time. We didn't get back up. And then we go out for game four and we were already dead, <laughs> you know? So here it is. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we, we should, you know, big loss to Jay Crowder. You know, I think that guy did a lot uh, for the team. Yeah. You know, that one hurt, you know, um, you know, I know everybody was all, dirty. Yeah. I, I, I finish your thought. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, okay. no, I was, I was going to go on. And, you know, one thing is everybody was like, oh, we should have traded, uh, you know, Tyler Hero in a package for, for James Harden. I still don't think we should have done that. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we didn't. You know, I know Harden's lighting it up with Brooklyn right now, but still he's $40 million against the cap. And, you know, you have to change everything about who you are and the way you play to, to put him on the team. So I don't think if he was on here, the result would have been any different. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. What were you going to say? You answered my question. I was going to ask you, how does Riley look not making that trade? Is it, you know, whatever? Because, look, it's funny, and it's not winning. It's not winning what's doing it. It's literally he's changed as a player, but I guess he's always been capable of it. But it's crazy what a change of scenery can do because Harden, uh, OKC Harden, I liked him. I did not like yeah. Houston Harden at all, okay? Yeah. I'm really loving Brooklyn Harden, okay? So I'm wondering if we would have seen Brooklyn Harden here. You know, and I'm wondering if that's why Heat fans didn't want him because the culture thing and all of that stuff. Yeah. But um, I was just going to ask you, does Riley take a hit for not making that trade, considering how he's looking now in Brooklyn? I don't think he does, because if, if Pat's shown us one thing, it's that, you know, they can, you know, they can falter and he always figures out how to pick him back up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know in the offseason, I think they're going to make a couple moves. You know, they got to make the decision on Jimmy and if he gets the – you know, the super max or whatnot. And, you know, they're probably going to give it to him. You know, I mean, he's, a, he's a superstar, right? He's, a, I think a tier two player in the, you know, tier two star in the league. Um, so they're probably going to give it to him. Um, you know, but I don't know man. we got, we got a lot, but I don't want to get buried in the heat because they're already out of there. Right. And I know I had to give you, you guys a chance to, to kind of rag in on them a little bit, <laughs> but uh but let's jump into that Brooklyn series, man. Uh, you know, Brooklyn's already uh, moved on. They beat a, they beat a, a Boston team that's reeling from injuries and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. I mean, are you guys picking Brooklyn as your champ right now? Steph, why don't you leave us out on this one? I mean, leading off, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so it, it's it's hard for me to pick someone else. <laughs> but I love how Lakers fans always got to say they're a Lakers fan before they say anything. I mean, but because I mean, 17 to 17, it was 18. I, I, I lose count. But uh, after that game last night, I think Brooklyn is far and away the best team. My God. I mean, the, the, the way James Harden is playing with Kyrie and Kevin, he, he, we, we speak about the culture. He and KD go way back. So they're, they're besties, right? Mm -hmm. And Kyrie, he is a good teammate. He got the bad rap with LeBron because LeBron doesn't get along with anybody. So <laughs> – Kyrie got this rap because LeBron was the bigger the bigger star that he was a bad teammate. Right. But if you ever watch any games where Kyrie is dapping up former teammates or showing love to this person or that person, he's a great great teammate. Right. And so James walked into a beautiful situ situation. He has yeah. two stars, so he doesn't have to score every single point. He he can kind of play that that all player position where he can he he can he can shoot over here or he can pass over here or he can just help the transition. So Brooklyn with James the way he is, KD is an all-time player. Kyrie is an excellent, excellent player at what he does. 
I don't know one team in the league that can guard that whole team. I mean, I'm not to you. mention our guy, Bruce Bowen, who's lighted up. Shout out to Bruce Bowen. Shout out. Shout Mike, out to Bruce I'm, Bowen. I'm, okay. Yeah, that's right. Mike, I'm going to go next if you don't mind on this one, man. Oh, man, go. Give, give, give you some time on Brooklyn here. But listen, I've been I've been one of the I've been preaching that Brooklyn's overrated and they're going to get exposed in the playoffs, right? I, you know, I'm going to give them some respect. So first off, you know, every game that I've watched, you know, like you know, you know, those three guys are going to do what they do, right? No matter what. I always said that they don't have the bench and the role players, but let me tell you, man, some of these guys that are stepping up as role players, you know, Bruce, of course, he's he's playing well in the minutes that he's getting, but Claxton the other night, <laughs> you know, looked looked incredible and. Joe Harris, like, dude, get this guy out of here, man. Like, where did this guy come from? And he's out there just just dropping and he's supporting him. So, you know, look, they're, they're probably going to pull out of this East, but I think, you know, we're going to know everything we need to know against this Milwaukee team as, they, as yeah. they get in there. You know, I still, I think I probably have to double down because I've been, I've been screaming that I think they're frauds. So I got I to gotta double down going into this series and, you know, hope that they get exposed. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, man, uh, yeah, their their role players are stepping up, which I didn't think they had. Really, so. really quick before before you jump in, Mike. Brooklyn's is is sneaky deep. They're sneaky deep to the point that a player that Miami gave ten million a year to is only <laughs> playing eleven minutes a game for them. Yeah. Tyler Johnson. I forgot he was even on the team over there. <laughs> because he looks like a caveman with all that hair now. That's why he doesn't I mean, look the same. And they, they also have Blake Griffin, which is he's 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 the fourth man. You know who who would have thought that at this point in his career, Blake Griffin would be a fourth player on the team. Yeah, and yeah. they had Aldridge. Yeah, Griffin Griffin looks re- reimagined, man. I mean, he's actually a big part of what they do defensively now. So, you know, yeah, they're they're stepping up a lot more than I thought they would, but. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to get too buried in them too, because we still have a whole Western Conference to get over to. So, real quick, um, you know, give me your thoughts, Mike. Why don't you kick us off with your thoughts on this uh, this Knicks Hawks series, man? I know you've been kind of enamored with the series because of Tibbs. Yeah, man. I mean, I I think I picked with my heart. You know, I picked New York because to me they were playing better than Atlanta was. Not that Atlanta was playing bad. It's just yeah. that look. I know what a Tibbs team looks like. And when they trust each other, when they're playing defense, they don't care about offense. And this is nowhere near the Bulls teams that, that Tibbs had. But, you know, you see some semblance, some resemblance in it in the way that they, you know, they work really hard to get that half-court shot, but they find a way. But um, it looks like they're, they're down 94-75 right now. They're not going to get it done. But Kawhi needs to take his ass to New York. Okay? <laughs> no, he's going to Miami, bro. That's, that's, that's part of the Pat Riley thing. <laughs> Perfect fit for him. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm just disappointed. But And Rose, how many times – you guys have probably seen my tweets. This yeah. is another reminder of him being done. I hate when people knee-jerk because they say a guy's going to be done just because he's been hurt. How about you wait for the guy to come back, show you that he can't do it yet, and then call him done? This guy should have won sixth man of the year, okay? No disrespect to Clarkson, but I think Rose had it. Um and look, now he's starting, but yeah, the Knicks, they just don't have the firepower, man. You you got they, they need uh, they need another guy. But look, oh. they're gonna be in the playoffs for a while. I love Tibbs, um, but it's Atlanta's time. Yeah, safe to say they overachieved this year, right? Which is which yeah. is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, so respect to them. And I will say, and, and Steph, I'm gonna give you a second to, ch- to chime in on the Knicks here too. Um, but you know, 
one of the greatest things in the NBA to me is that organ that plays in the garden. Oh, I think Mike actually – I think you tweeted that out if, I, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, man. But I was thinking about that, and I'm like, man, that organ, man. There's, there's I love just something it, about man. watching the game. Yes. You know, those, those mid-'90s playoffs, those bulls yes. Knicks series or those heat Knicks series, and, you know, hearing that organ going the whole time, and there's yeah. something magical about that. Yeah. So, you know what, Steph – Steph, actually, you know oh. what? We're running on time, so I want to give you the Philly-Washington series. I'm sorry. I'm sure you had a thought ready there, but I want to give you the Philly-Washington series, man, so we can keep pushing through this thing. I mean, you know what? The, the Philly-Washington series, it's 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 a great series between two teams that will win the championship. Um, <laughs> the, the Wizards did a great job of making a run at the end of the season, but we saw who they were. Well, they, they, they let a, a – a very unimpressive Philly team beat them soundly four mm-hmm. games to one. So Philadelphia as a team, I just don't think they have the firepower. You lose a Jimmy Butler, you're still a good team, but you don't, you just don't have that third player. You don't have that accessory that you need. Um, yeah. And Bede is an excellent player. He reminds me of offensively, offensively of a Charles Barkley, but with a, little, a couple more inches. But the, there's, there's just something missing with a Simmons who – is really defense first, uh, more of a more of a facilitator without a shot. Um, yeah. and he, he he scored he has scored better this year, but it just doesn't have that playoff um, that playoff shot that you need. So I don't think Philly's going to do anything either. Um, yeah. Great great series for Philly. They 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 won their first round, but they're going to get their yeah. the rear ends taken to them in the second round. And I'm not going to let Mike and I go down the rabbit hole because I know we can go down that Ben Simmons rabbit hole because <laughs> we were kind of getting in there and he was stepping up to Ben's defense, and I'm like. You know what, man, the, the whole thing of, you know, what was it, three for 15 from free throws from your point card? Yeah, you know, bad. like Ben bad. does some things really well, but, man, he is he is really bad at some other stuff. Man. <laughs> I know you are a big fan. But that's the beauty of the Kane gang, man. We could disagree sometimes, man. But, you know, fellas, let's jump out out west. Uh, the first thing, I, you know, one, one thing I've been harping on, man, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar, tier one superstar in this league, man. Agree or disagree? Yes. Top five. Yeah. I had, I I had when Kyrie was when Kyrie was winning championships, I was calling Dave Lillard the better point guard. And I was okay. that. Okay? okay. He does the same thing that Kyrie can. Yeah. But give me a guy that'll set up an offense more than a street baller. That's what sets it apart. And that's no shot to Kyrie. Because if I yeah. need a bucket, Kyrie's gonna get me that bucket. But yeah. if I need a point guard to set some stuff up. I don't need you to take over. Just find me a mismatch. Give me Dame. And like I said, he can do the same thing Kyrie can. Handle, yeah. shoot, get to the bucket, call. You know, Dame's a better player than Kyrie. He's always been a better player than Kyrie has. Steph, can can, can Dame take him and, and win the next two games and win that series, or are they done against Denver? I will not put anything past Dame Lillard. Um, yeah. He's a special player. He is a competitor more than more than people give him credit for. They they look at the off of the court shenanigans, not shenanigans, but he has a life, right? He does he has yeah. the hip hop, he does his things off court, he has his his, uh, his things. But when he's on the court, it's it's business, it's all business. And and the guy is so dedicated, so yeah. focused, and he's he's a mix between a Steph Curry <coughs> and a smaller LeBron James. Just the, just the way he can facilitate an offense, but he yeah. can shoot it from half court. So he has a skill set that not many players have. Maybe, maybe Trey Young is the closest player, sure. but I think Dame Lillard is just an excellent player. Can he yeah. can he bring the bring the uh, the Trailblazers back? I don't think so, just because their ancillary players are, are not that great. 
Um, I don't think Dame is going to be a blazer after um, past this season. I do think yeah. that once the Lakers lose to the Suns, we'll get to that series. Yeah. Then they're going to go after Dame Hardcore. Wow, that that would be that would that's, be something. So I know you're a Laker fan, man. But I don't know if that's all wishful thinking, but I, I hope you're not right. But I don't know, man. I mean, because I'll tell you what, man. No matter where that guy goes, though, he is probably my favorite player to watch in the league, man. I just I am so entertained watching him play the game, and especially when it comes down to uh, down to clutch time, watching uh, watching them go. That guy plays so, at his own pace, man. You can't yeah. speed him up. You can't do so that. I, so we're going to, you know, we got Amon Richards coming on tomorrow. Amon's a, a big Laker fan. So I want to save that series uh, to get Amon's take in there. You know, he and I were trading some weeks, retweets last night. Uh, so I asked him to come on. And, of course, you know, um, you know, he's a great guy and wants to uh, wants to jump on here and, and talk NBA with us, man. So we're going to give him the opportunity on that. Um, so we are going to go. We're going to pay some bills here. Uh, we're going to do it for, for tonight, but we will be back on tomorrow night. Uh, and for those of you listening on the radio, you're going to hear us in just a couple minutes. But uh, you are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. Uh, we'll be back with Amon Richards here in a little bit. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam radio. radio, Sirius XM. Yeah! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? Les saluda la diva potra, la caballota, la reina. Y mi cuyo, un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to hour number two here on the Kane Gang Radio Show on Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Uh, we got Mike back here tonight for uh, for part two of our NBA discussion. And uh, we've also got our man, number 82, Amon Richards owner of uh, a couple of the most awesome highlights in hurricane football history, man. Like the, uh, like the, the, uh, AJ Westbrook hit, man. Uh, that was some good stuff, man. I said, everybody, everybody always talks to you about that one. Don't they are. Yeah, man. I had to handle business, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I do have one football question. We're, we're all NBA tonight, man, but I do have one football question, man. Whose hit was better on that kid? Was it yours or Homer's man? 
Oh, mine, mine. Okay. No doubt, right? <laughs> told you, man. He told me to do it. So I think it's a little like the backstory. Like, you know what I mean? There's a little tension behind it. So nice. There's always tension in that rivalry, man. It's the off season and it's the off season and we're like going to war like it's gangs in New York out there with them boys on Twitter, man. So yeah. it's been intense, man. And then even even UCF want to jump in there too. But I know you got some love for UCF now because you got a uh, Mark sitting there right now. So how's he doing, man? He doing good up there? Yeah, man. He loves it. You know, uh, fresh start, new environment. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just a, it's just a great fit, man. Just like the people up there. You know, he's good. just meshing well, man. There's a lot of people local from where we're from that goes there, go to school there, live around there. So I think he's fitting in good. Good, man. Good. Well, we're happy for him, man. We're always going to be rooting for him and uh, him and your family, man. And we definitely want to see success from him, man. So looking for big things, man. But uh, let's get to it, man. So, you know, we spent uh, last last segment talking about the East playoffs, man. But, you know, you're a West, uh, you're a West playoff guy, man. And, you know, you've been taking heat, man. And every, you know, you, you're one of the biggest uh, defenders of LeBron's uh, of LeBron's <laughs> legacy, man. Right. And uh, And rightfully so, like, you know, so for, you know, Mike grew up a Bulls fan, right? You know, I'm a little older, so I grew up watching MJ, and that was my idol growing up and everything. Okay. You know, but this younger generation, you guys are all on this LeBron train, man. So, you know, when we're watching this thing, right, we're, we're watching LeBron go and everything, and we're comparing the two, you know, I mean, all of us, all of us old head mans, we, we, we love Mike, man, you know. <laughs> I got you. Listen, Mike, Mike, he's great, man, all-time yeah. great is just – I never – I never per personally like seen him play a day in my life. So right. I can't really like, you know what I mean? I can't really get the same vibe, you know, but LeBron yeah. is like, that's someone I watched since I was a kid. So yeah, that's kind of like the same correlation. There's that, you know, that's just someone LeBron, someone I watched. He like a yeah. superhero to like us, you know, like he's no doubt some crazy, you know, he's been doing it for such a long period of time is that, I mean, that's really, that's all I, oh, I hear you. So I got to ride with it. I got to hear you, man. I hear you. And I feel you, man. And I mean, look, you know, I mean, I do give respect. I mean, you know, he, he's definitely one of the greatest of all time. I can't give him the GOAT title that goes to my right. boy number 23, right? But, uh, you know, I, I, will, I will give him some respect, man. But, you know, the one thing with this series, man, this has probably been the most polarizing series of the playoffs, man, especially since our Heat, you know, went out and, and, and got swept out of there. They pulled the brooms out on us in Milwaukee, man. <laughs> Your your lookalike. Uh, if there was ever a Giannis uh, Giannis video man or a Giannis movie man, we know they're going to cast you to get out there and play him. Listen, man, they need me out there, man. I'll be. I'll you jump right in. Gym, just like them. I'll be in there dunking and stuff. You know? <laughs> I My love it, man. Not water like that, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Anything in right. paint is a bucket. Yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. So let me let me get your take on the series, though, this Lakers Sun series. Right. I mean, you know, obviously Lakers back against the wall uh, games at 1030 Eastern tonight. Um, you know, a lot on the line, man. What, how are how are you feeling about this series right now? I'm not stressing because uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I'm not, not like there's a little bit because, you know, like life, you know, anything can happen. You know, basketball, you know, they can have an off night right now and the slander is going to be outrageous, you know, so I'm kind of like, uh, but I just been seeing LeBron do this just too many times, you know, back against the wall. And he just, he gets a job done, man. Don't be surprised. You see him in the finals, you know, that's all I'm going to say. And make okay. passes, sons. I just don't see anybody else beating them. Yeah. So, so, I mean, are you, so obviously you're picking a victory tonight, right? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. I, I think, we, I think we're going to win by 10. By 10. By 10 I think. 
I think uh, Phoenix has something to prove. You know, they came out more fire. But if you look yeah. at the stat line, just if we're going off just stats and just numbers don't lie, like I think it was like seven of the Lakers players had like a combined like 14 points or something. Like that's yeah. not going to happen again. And if it does, like they just yeah. deserve to lose. But I just don't see that happening again. Okay. In, in and Mike, Mike, I'm going to get your take in a second, man. But, you know, I, I want to say the, the one thing and the thing that I think that I, I hold kind of two things on LeBron when we talk about the GOAT talk, man. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, man, I think he's tried to influence the things around him a little too much, man. The, the teammates, uh, you know, that he's played with, man. You know, this guy brings some some guys that just, you know, I don't know why he brings these guys. In. I mean, half the guys on the team are, are you know, Clutch and, and Rich Ball, which, I mean, you know, those are, you know, LeBron's in that business and everything, man. But, right. you know, it's like if he would have went to an organization, I mean, even Mike played for a terrible organization. I mean, those guys in Chicago, especially when you watch The Last Dance, it was it was awful what he played, played in, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know. The other piece of it, too, I mean, what if LeBron played for a Phil and a guy who he would actually, like, really let coach the team, man, and really, like, allowed himself to be coached, man? I think I think he would be the GOAT if, you know, because it just seems like he doesn't allow himself to be coached. And, you know, he's the man and he does as he see fits and he, you know, it's the way he runs around the team. And I think that's kind of what happened in Miami. Like, Pat Riley's like, yo, not, not in my house. I don't care who you are. Uh-huh. I, I mean, mean, is that fair or no? Uh, That's a fair argument. You know, I think sometimes – I could definitely see. I mean, we all know LeBron got like power of like the commissioner pretty much, you know. So he does. He I got do pulled, man. That, I do think it backfires sometimes because I think sometimes some I think I feel like the coaches don't like like you said with Pat Riley, like and then they took that power away from him, you know, and whether he liked it or not, you know, obviously he bounced and went back to Cleveland. But I do think it's like a gift and a curse for someone like LeBron had that kind of power, you know, because sometimes he makes I think he makes bad decisions or as far as like selecting certain players to play with and then it backfires when we get to the playoffs you know you got guys yeah. like Wes Matthews breaking shots all day <laughs> you know and and that's a guy that he wanted he picked him out you know so he can't really be mad at it but I do think if you let like a coach kind of just coach like a like a Greg Popovich or sure. you know one of those all-time great coaches just let them do their thing and he kind of plugs himself in I think you're right. I think he'll have more championships and I think he would have, but I think that's just the route he chose. You know, I think he's just willing to die on that hill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good take. So Mike, what's your take on the series, man? I want to, I want to get your feedback here. Yeah, Mike, let's talk to me, Mike. Come on. <laughs> well, I, 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 um, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say that if LA wins tonight, it'll be a double digit win. But if Phoenix, if it's a close game, I don't expect them to win it. Yeah, I'm not right. betting against LeBron. I'm picking LA to win tonight. I'm not betting against LeBron. Right. I don't pick him to win the series because mm-hmm. if it goes seven, you know, game seven with without AD, he's going to be hobbled either way. But I do think the thing with LeBron, this 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 is what makes me so mad about LeBron. And I try to like him so much, Amon, but grow some balls and be aggressive, man. I'm tired of passive LeBron. I'm tired <laughs> of passive LeBron because he has all the tools to be. The, the the greatest thing you've ever seen. If tonight he doesn't jack up 40 shots, I'm going to be – it's like, come on, man. He needs to jack up 20-plus, 20 25 shots. He's got to. I get it. He's he get everybody involved. But, no, if if, if you are the self-proclaimed – because he said it when he mm-hmm. talked about coming back from 3-1, that's what made me the GOAT. You said it. You put it out there in that interview. <laughs> you got to do it, man. You got to do it, man. Come out. I don't care if you go – 
10 for 30 and you put up right. 40 points. You can't blame him because he's being aggressive. If right. they go out of him being aggressive and he, he he unloads the clip and throws the gun, there's nothing you can say. Right. I, and I think that's the LeBron we get tonight because back against the wall, this is not like, you know, there's another game. They lose. You out. You going home. You going to Cancun. You going to sit on the couch just like me in a couple <laughs> minutes. You know, so I do think he's going to be ultra aggressive. And I do think his teammates are going to come to play. So that's why I think they're going to win by double digits. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think he put up 30 tonight, 30 plus. And he's got to. And I, it, don't, it don't have to be a, it'll, it'll, a pretty 30, ugly 30. It don't matter. He does need help. But is AD playing or still yeah. game time? Yeah. Oh, he's, no, he's playing. playing. Okay, we just, need, we just need him. We just need that seven foot presence out there. That's all. Yeah. Whether yeah. he really, if he drops fifteen points, yeah, like, th- that'd be solid. Twenty points, great, you know. But I think they just need that length out there to kind of give Phoenix like a different look. Because Drummond, listen, I like Drummond, but he he's not gonna get the job done in paint. If you look at last game, I mean, they were getting anything they wanted at the basket. You know, besides the fact that they were hitting like at like 15 threes or something like yeah. that, like, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, fellas. That's that's for sure. As, as soon as we're done, you know, recording our show here, I mean, you better believe, man, I'm going to find me a spot on the couch right there and I'm going to I'm going to jump up and I'm going to be watching it. And, I'm gonna, you know, I'm sure we're going to be live tweeting with each other uh, as we go as well, man. But uh, so, I mean, we know where we're at on the Lakers series, but I do want to touch on this other this other Los Angeles series. And the Mavs, uh, the Mavs Clippers, man, and Luka Doncic right now, he, he's cooking, he's cooking Kawhi and PG by himself, man. <laughs> Luka is that guy. Whew. Some guy at the gym, I was playing, I was playing open basketball, and the guy at the gym was like, Luka could be the greatest ever. He's like, he's like twenty two or twenty three. Yep. And at first, I was like, you're tripping, like, but boy, when I'm watching, like, just look, looking at his playoff like history, and like, this man is averaging like thirty five points in the playoffs like crazy like now i'm thinking i'm like wait he actually like i consider him a superstar like that yeah. is a superstar player like he, he demands is. respect no matter he who is. he's playing like he's think about it, he's giving Kawhi the business paul george they threw pat bev out there they put pat bev on the bench in the fourth quarter last game he wouldn't even they can't, play. F- they can't find a solution man can't no one guard him in, and that's just i mean so that's that series. I mean, you, you think Dallas closes it out, or are we going seven? And if we do, who wins the series? I think Dallas closing out uh, next game. I, yeah. I think Dallas, like, I don't know why, but I feel like they're like the team that don't really get complacent. Like, I feel like they don't have those that kind of personality on their team. I feel yeah. like they just work hard. You know, they just go out there, do their assignment, get the job done, and, and they make shots when they need to, yep. when they need to do it. So, I mean – Last game, I seen time in and time out where the Clippers had a chance to take the lead, and Dallas did just one more thing to kind of keep that advantage, you know, and end up winning the game. Yeah, you know who's unsung on that Dallas team, and I, I hate to give him props because he's a great because he's a Gator, right? And I'd always hate to give them props, but that Dorian Finney-Smith, man, I mean that guy. Yeah, number 10, man. I mean, he's, he plays great defense. Right. You know, it seems like every time he puts up a three, he drops it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's – I mean, he he does so much for, for that team while still being kind of unheralded out there, man. So, right. I agree with you, man. I think I think Dallas is closing this out. Mike, what do you think? I got to go on seven, man. I mean, it's a weird series because okay. every – the home team has yet to win a game. You know what I'm that's saying? That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's not why I'm saying um, it's going seven. I'm saying it's going seven because, look, man – the Clippers, they're supposed to be in the finals. Let's just be real. You put this team together, you know, I don't know what. Everybody said it was Doc. It wasn't yeah. Doc. Everybody said it was PG3 last year. 
pandemic P. It wasn't the case. I don't know what it is. Playoff P. Thought they playoff P. Whatever they thought that they needed a point guard. I think Rondo is the perfect fit. Why the hell is yeah. he not starting? I have no idea. I think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. He needs right. to be getting more minutes. You look at the I think it was either game one or game two or both. His plus or minus was better than every starter. As a matter of fact, in I, like I said, go back and check. It's either game one and game two or one of the two. All of the starters were in the minus, and Rondo was only playing 19 minutes, and he had a, 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 a I think he was like plus 12 or something like that. He needs to play more. I get, uh, what's his name starting? He's playing playing fine, but ain't nothing wrong with a two-point guard lineup, or I don't know, maybe first man off the bench. I just think he needs to play more. But um, Rick Carlisle, man, he he's won a championship. They have the coaching edge, because I don't think that, what's his name, knows what the hell he's doing out there. I really don't. I don't trust um, what's his name, man? Tyron Lou. I, I thought that was a bad hire from the beginning. Yeah, but um, you know who I think should have got that, that seven. What was that? that clip? I was gonna say, you know who should have got that Clippers job that was on their bench is Sam Cassell. Oh yeah, that's probably gonna be the Boston Boston Boston's next, next coach. But I agree, Sam Cassell's due for a job. Yeah. But um, I gotta go in seven. Who wins that game seven? I have no idea. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see how tonight goes to answer that, but. Luca, man, he's the most talented player in the NBA, if you ask me. Not the best, but the most talented. Yeah. That's how I feel. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're coming up. we got about two minutes before we go to break here. Uh, Jazz have already taken care of their series. Uh, but, you know, what are your thoughts on that series and that young Memphis team that we saw out there? Mike, I'm going to start with you on this one, man. What, what you know? It was it, – it was, I hated to see the series end because yeah. Memphis was playing so hard, man. And John Morant, I mean, you know nice. that they got to add pieces around him. He's not the greatest shooter, but – He's a budding superstar if, you know, if you have him on that list already. Um, I love their coach. They got some pieces, but, I, you know, they need they play hard. But um, they they were they, they got hot right at the right time. They had to fight their way to get that A spot. You know, they won two play-in games and beat the Warriors. Steph is my MVP. I don't give a damn what anybody says. I don't care if you didn't make the playoffs to me. That's the death this year's MVP. And um, Utah, man, listen, they may have – they may come out the West by default. I hope they don't, but <laughs> yeah. AR, what you got? Um, listen, man, I like Memphis. You know, um, too bad they lost, only won one game, but um listen, I don't know. I don't really I don't really keep up with too many uh other teams like that for real, but I was kinda hurt when Ja got sent home, you know, by Utah. But yeah. Utah a great team nonetheless. Um I mean Dwayne Wade, like what part owner? So yeah, yeah, Dwayne's there I'm now, not man. Mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. So yeah, yeah. He was whispering in uh in Mitchell's ear the other night too. So you know when uh you know when D- when Dwayne, one of the greatest of all time, gets in there and starts telling you what to do, man. You uh you you heed that advice, man. But you know for me, you know my personal opinion, man. I, I think Utah is going to come out of the West the more that I've the more that I've been watching them. Um, you know, because I think Donovan's getting better every every single game. The guy can almost score uh, at will. That first quarter that he had the other day was just incredible. Um, you know, and, and Rudy Gobert, I mean, you know, Jordan, who was on this show with us for a while, man, you know, was always, you know, tooting the horn of Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And I'm like, ah, nah. But the more you watch him play and you see how important defense is and mm-hmm. what Rudy does, man, I mean, you know, he really influences, you know, yeah. I mean, just so much that other teams do uh, on the defense or, you know, yeah. Uh, when they're when they're on offense, you know, 
there, there's one thing though with Rudy though, like that I think he is a kryptonite, and that's getting him in foul trouble, right? Yeah. So you know, to me, it's like if they play if they play against the uh, Dallas in the next series, man. If I'm Carlisle, I'm playing Boban. You know, <laughs> like Shaq says, you rang. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting Boban in there, and I'm just throwing the ball to him in the post every single time, and hoping to draw a foul on Rudy, right? And just getting him in there, and just try to get him to draw a foul because I know if he gets in foul trouble, that's it for him. So. Right. Anyhow, guys, we are uh, we are coming up on break. We got to pay some bills here. Uh, you guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on SiriusXM Slam Radio Channel One Forty Five, hanging out with Mike McCoy and the man AR. Come on, Richards number eighty two. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM One Forty Five Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
All right, welcome back everybody to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. We are talking NBA, and we just got through all of the playoff series, both East and West. Uh, want to move in now while we still have Amon and Mike on board, and uh, want to talk through, you know, kind of what you guys have uh, for who are the tier one superstars in the league. So it could be one. You could say, hey, it's it's Steph, or hey, it's it's LeBron in a case by by himself. You could have, you know, five guys, ten guys, whatever it may be. But you know, I want to know from you guys who, you know, who do you guys put up in that uh, in that uh, that top tier of superstars? So just to get us to get us going, I'm going to give you guys mine. You can call me uh, you can call me crazy. I sent it to Mon earlier, and he put a laughing face on mine. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure he probably doesn't agree with all of them, man. But for me, I got eight guys, man. And these guys are this is probably the the, the one through eight order I'd put them in. Um, and, and this is this is right now. This is not all time. This is as we look and as these guys are today. But I got Steph is the best guy in the league. I got Kawhi, Giannis, Luca. Even though Luca's moving up fast as we go, uh, KD. I got LeBron on there for you, Mon. And then I also got Dame Willard, man, who is the most entertaining player to watch in the, uh, you know, in the whole league, in my opinion, man. Okay. So, who you uh, got, Ar? I would say I would start. LeBron James, James <laughs> the GOAT James. I'll say Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Steph, Luca, Giannis. Um, who else is out there? Well, Clay hurt. Clay is yeah. a problem out there, but he hurt. Clay's nice, man. He, Clay is very that's a nice. Clip. Man. That's a walking bucket, but yeah. Uh, I, I would say those guys for now. If anyone, no one's really. Popping in my head right now. Where do you put Harden? Tier one, oh, tier two. That's who it was, James Harden. I literally was like, I'm forgetting one more. I knew person. you were gonna throw him in there. I'm, I'm putting <laughs> James Harden, man, because like you know what he's doing, and it's just no one can stop it, you know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he gets to the bucket whenever he wants. I mean, he literally like him and Kevin Durant are like the two most like unguardable players like in the NBA to me. Yeah. Like, you so, can call LeBron, you know, you can kind of stop him certain ways, but. You let Kevin Durant shoot, you'll have a long day. You let him drive, you're gonna have a long day. You know, same yeah. with James Hardy. You know, they get their shots, they get to the bucket, they draw fouls. I mean, it's crazy. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. But the one I want to ask you about too. You, you mentioned Kyrie in there, man. Sell, sell me on Kyrie being in your tier one. Well, Kyrie, like, oh, man, I don't even know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not even a Kyrie fan, but it's just every time I watch a man play, even when he's on at Cleveland, like. He just shows up every time you need him. Like, yeah. in the biggest games or the biggest moments, you can rely on him to, like, hit the shot or, you know. I mean, you better, you better love Kyrie because LeBron wouldn't have number four without him. Ah, here we go. Right. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Kyrie wouldn't have no ring with LeBron. I'll give all of this, Kyrie, you know, great, great handles, man. I mean, you guys probably got, you know, the, the best dribbler of all time, man. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. I, I can't put him in tier one. I got him in my, so. in my tier two. I got him in my tier two, man. But let me, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Kyrie or Dame, you get to pick one of them, man. Who are you taking? <sighs> I'm going to remind you, Dame, Dame had a 55-point oh. triple-double the other night. I'm going Except with the, All right, all right. Okay. I'm going with Dan for sure. I mean, I don't know why I didn't even include him. Maybe because you already you said him on your list, so I kind of just already okay. put in my mind. But Dame is for sure a superstar. He's proving yeah. it time and time again. Like, I mean, it don't even matter. He's going he's gonna get his. 
at with no problem. So I would say Dame for sure. I, I would take Dame over Kyrie, and that's just because Kyrie just got too much off the court issues on. Uh, he does. Yeah, My man burning sage and stuff before the games. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is that, man? Do whatever they like, but yeah, he just you know he's always doing something weird, you know. So yeah, yeah, he's on another level. All right, Mike, let me let me let me hand this discussion over to you, man. Tell me what you got. Um, I'm in no particular order, and I'm operating under the premise that everyone's 100 percent healthy. Everyone's 100 percent healthy. So with that means oh. that LeBron, KD. Harden, Giannis, Steph, that's five. Um, again, everybody 100% and consistent. When he's on, Joel Embiid is just – you can't do nothing with him, man. So, again, everybody 100%. That's six. And I, I want to say Devin Booker. Tier one? I, Tier I one? Want to. I'm not. But – Listen, you talk. Didn't he have seventy yeah. a couple years ago? He did. He had seventy, he, man. I'm not gonna put him in there. I'm not gonna put him in there. But let, I'll just say he's honorable mention. Right. Definitely honorable mention. He's at, at at the very least tier two. He's borderline teetering tier one, tier two. That dude. I mean, look, he's young. Is he still under his rookie contract? No, nah, they gave him. They gave him. A oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they did. Okay. They gave it to him early. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost. Okay. Dead. Okay. Yeah. But that boy's worth dude, max money, man. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. They gave him just, just lights out, and um, and Dame, and Dame. So I think that's seven. Okay. I think I did seven. Okay. But I don't remember I, if you said Luca. I know you mean Luca, but I don't, I don't know. And Luca, I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah, the most yeah. talented player in the NBA. Yes. Yeah. Luca's a problem, man. Problem, I, man. I like Feel watching good. him play, man. He just like I don't know. It's like methodical. It's just slow. Like, yeah. You can't speed him up. You can't yeah, speed him man. up. He's not scared of anything. Nah, he don't care, man. He don't. That's that foreign stuff, bro. Them boys don't be caring about all that other stuff. <laughs> For Pat real. Evan is there wolfing. He wolfing right back. He don't care about none of that. You want, you want to know why I think Luca's so good? And I've been saying this for a couple months now. He he he's very very um, he's dynamic as hell. But at the same time, he's fundamental, man. I think that's why he's so good because if. If you got fundamentals down in the NBA, you could average a uh, you could average double double digit score because nobody nobody worries about fundamentals, man. He takes through the defense, gives him. He don't force nothing. You know the step backs coming, you can't stop it. But uh, he, I, I don't know, man. I think that's part of why he's good because he keeps it simple. He's not crazy Iverson, flashy, all of that. He sees an open shot, he takes it, makes the right pass. I think that's why he's so good, man. Fellas, you know what's scary? If you think about it and you're like, man, all these guys pairing up, like what happened? What happens when somebody pairs up with Luca? <laughs> you know, what if a, a Kawhi goes to Dallas, right? Look, plays, man, I mean, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, he's not 100% yet, okay? Tim Hardaway so, Jr. is coming. They yeah. need that one more guy, and they're going to get him. They're going to yeah, get him. They will. They will. That's Mark, Mark Cuban, bro. He's going to make it happen. Exactly. So, make yeah, it happen. You know, it, you could plug any superstar along him. I mean, he's not – as much as like you know, he's the only guy right now. Like I don't think he has to have the ball to 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 be amazing too. So you know, you put another superstar on the team, they're still going to be able to cook with him, right? And yeah. ah man, that's a, that's don't a scary, scared. scary thought, man. If that he, is, you know what I? The thing is, he is a point guard. Well, he plays point guard. If he could find kind of like the Clippers, what I thought was going to work, they needed somebody to unlock. Um, 
Kawhi and Paul George. I thought Rondo was that guy. I'm a big Rondo guy. But look at CP3. De- Devin Booker needed somebody to unlock him, okay, because right. he had the ball in his hand. If they get – and I know it's taking the ball out of Luka's hands, but if you just let him just freaking score right. and somebody set him up, that might be the missing link. Yeah. You imagine know, they me, get man. like a Dame Lillard. Like, oh, bro, I can't imagine that one. Ooh, that's just a lot of points. That's a lot yeah. of scoring. I think Dame's happy in Portland, though, man. I, do. Like, I don't think he's leaving Portland. He's not, you know, he's, he's one of those like old fashioned kind of players where they just stay and they stay in the same house for 30 years type stuff. I love it. I love it, man. I love that. I love seeing that, man. That's that's good stuff, man. But uh, so, so you know, there's one, one guy I want to throw a little bit of respect and appreciation to, though. And that's, you know, I think, Mike, you just mentioned it, man, but, but Chris Paul, man, you know, and like the game that, that he plays, man. And, you know, I've never been that guy's the biggest fan of his until really the tail end of his career when I started realizing just how good this guy was and what he does for teams. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, he goes to Oklahoma City last year and everybody thinks, you know, you know, they trade Russ for, for CP3 and everybody's like, oh, man, you know, Houston crushed that deal. And then you see CP3 put the entire Oklahoma City team on his back Carried him to the playoffs, carried him to a, a, a strong performance in the playoffs, even though they didn't make it too far. Uh, you know, then for whatever reason, Oklahoma City trades him, goes to Phoenix, takes that Phoenix team with, you know, a couple young guys and Aiton and Booker and Bridges and a couple other guys, elevates them into the playoffs, man. I mean, AR, you agree with me? I mean, CP3, we got we to show some love and appreciation to this guy, right? That's the, yeah, leadership goes a long way in, like, obviously, like, team sports, you know. You always need that leader, right, to kind of motivate you. Because so, sometimes they're superstars, right? They Sometimes they don't realize, like, how good they are, right? And you need, like, that veteran player to tell you, like, look, man, hey, shoot the ball, you know? Like, you need that person to push you and kind of get that extra talent up out of you, you know? And I think that's what CP3, he brains, he demands it. Every team he's sure. been on, you know, they always get better. You know, I mean, that's why these teams are paying him like thirty million a year. It's not just Whew. because he's old or whatnot. It's the knowledge and the, yeah. the work ethic he brings to that franchise, and he elevates the team. You know, he, he makes yeah. it really better. Look at the Phoenix team; they're like hooping. Like, I mean, you got guys like what's the guy that? Um, oh my God, he used to be dancing with Russ all the time. The lights. <laughs> Cameron oh, Payne, Cameron, man. Cameron Payne was like. Irrelevant. Now he's hitting big shots in big time games hey, in the playoffs. You know. Let, let me point out one thing about Cameron Payne, though, man. I watched a lot of basketball over the years, man, mm-hmm. and that dude has one of the ugliest jump shots I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life, man. I mean, you he see does. him put that thing up, and you're like, "Wait a minute, man!" Like, but it goes in, and you're like, right. "All right." right. He's yeah. hard to figure out because Cameron Payne, he and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get killed for this, but I probably am. Um, I'm going to throw a hurricane reference in here. He's like Ja'Cory Harris. He can win you a game and he can lose you a game. All right? <laughs> we all know those Ja'Cory Harris interceptions where like, he came at the worst moment sometimes. It's like, oh, oh my yeah. God. But then he won you some games. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen Cameron Payne make some bonehead decisions. Right. Like Mario yeah. Chalmers, what the hell are you doing kind of decisions. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, so, and then he comes and scores 17 out of nowhere. Yeah, back to that that Chris Paul thing, man. To me, he's the best pure point guard in the NBA still right now. Not scoring point guard, mm-hmm. best pure point guard in the NBA. Set you up, get an offense, and I'm gonna knock down a shot if I'm open or get to the free throw line if I need it. Mm-hmm. Give me CP3 all day long. But um, that's my that's my second that's my uh, second place MVP dude. I got step yeah. one, Chris Paul number two. 
What would they? They ain't. They, they they're not the second best. They're nothing team in the West without him. Period. Yeah, they're nothing I without him. I agree. I, I agree, hundred percent. Because yeah. he, I didn't think the Suns were gonna be this good in the playoffs. Honestly, I'm like, they got a young team. That, all these guys first time in the playoffs, and they look like they've been playing in the playoffs for like five years already or something. Yeah. Well, you, you I mean, Amon, you know, you obviously played, you know, sports at a high level and everything, man. You know how important it is to have that person in the locker room mm-hmm. that holds everybody accountable and that keeps everybody, you know, because the locker rooms, you know, you know, football team, it's, you know, it's 100 dudes in there just acting crazy and everything. You know, you got to have that one person who says, yo, y'all, shut up, lock it up. You know, right. it's time. It's time to focus. And I think, you know, with a young team like Phoenix, you have that Chris Paul influence in there and he'll laugh and cut up with you. But at the same time, when it's time to be serious and pay attention and, and mm-hmm. take things serious, you know, he's the guy who, like, when he speaks, you're like, okay, right. you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah. I've seen that on the sideline. Uh, they showed a clip when the game was out of reach. And obviously they're up by, like, 30 points. And I seen them. They had a little – they showed a little clip on TV of Chris Paul, like, coaching up um, Cameron Payne. And he wasn't, like, drilling him, but you can tell he was being firm with him. Like, I don't know what he was telling him. But yeah. that's like the leadership that kind of where it's like, you know, funny games, but there's certain moments, right, where it's like teaching or learning lessons. And I think he enforces that. He lets these guys know, you know, when it's time to be serious and lock in and, you know, what you should do next time. Yes, we're up 30, but you did this on this point. You should have did this and that. I think that yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have you gotta have that, uh, that killer instinct, man, you know. And you know who had that better than anybody was Kobe, man. Like, you see when Kobe started playing with them young guys, man, and they're all jumping around and laughing, and you just see Kobe straight face, man. I remember he he was on, like, a talk show, man. He was on, like, you know. I think it was, uh, was it Kimmel. I forgot who it was. Yeah. Dude. I fell in or something. And they showed. Yeah, yeah. He showed a clip of the, those guys laughing, and the whole audience is laughing. Kimball's laughing, and Kobe's sitting there straight faced, man, like mad, just shaking his head. And I'm like, I'm like, man, that that's accountability. That's a leader right there, man. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. That's for sure. Yeah, no, Kobe was different, man. That's that's like borderline insanity, you know. But that's what made him him. That's why everyone loved him. Yeah. So, Amon, were you a Kobe fan too? I wasn't. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't a Laker fan until LeBron went over there. You know, but I definitely respect Kobe game. Obviously, I love Kobe Bryant, but I wasn't like a yeah. huge Kobe fan. But, I mean, you couldn't help but watch him put up points and, you know, the way he do. You know, at one point, he was the best player in the NBA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without doubt. Yeah. His career, man, I mean, you know, when, when you talk about what I was saying about LeBron earlier and, you know, influencing the coaches and whatnot and everything – you know, I think mentally, I think Kobe was a step ahead of LeBron with all this stuff. You know, he got drafted by Charlotte, was like, hey, I'm not playing here. I'm going to L.A., right? And he got into L.A. and, you know, he stayed there, man. And, you know, he was fortunate enough to have Phil come along and, of course, you know, playing with Shaq, right? You know, those are those are things that, you know, he definitely got lucky along the way, man. But, you know, when you look back at his body of work for his career, man, he, that man had an impressive body of work, man, for, right. for what he did, man. Right. It's still crazy to say, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, or he's gone. It still doesn't like feel right to say, you know what I mean? I remember the day that it happened. It was a Sunday, and I'm leaving the studio on campus, just finished wrapping up my show, and I, it was, you know, TMZ going crazy. I'm like, like, wait, like, huh? And then it yeah. hit me like I knew him. It hit me like I knew him because I got emotional. I was like, what? Like, I was never going to Lakers fan. It was just. It, it was crazy, man. It was so sad. You know, like, yeah. respect the greatness, you know, like, just yeah. what he's done for the game, you know what I mean? And even if you didn't root for him or hated him or whatnot, you still, like, you respected his game. And right. You knew, 
what a generational talent he was. So you think of these guys are like superheroes, like they don't die. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I remember that day too. I was like, I was it's crazy. Looking at my phone, I'm just like, you know, whatever. Like I didn't pay no mind, and I was like, it didn't even feel real for like a day. Like I was like, yeah, man, oh, ain't no way. Like it's not really. Yeah. What? How? Yeah, man, it's it's crazy too, man. Because for me, you know, like I'm a girl dad, like he was, man, and he had he had Gianna with him too, man, and right. you know, just just thinking about that, man. I mean, he was he was just out there, you know, living his best life, man, being you know being a dad and supporting his kid, and mm-hmm. you know, taking her to a you know to to her basketball tournament and right. everything, and then just like that, it's it's over, bro. I always like, so. wonder, like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, like what? What possibly could have Kobe done? to go out like that with his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like that's crazy to me. Like, yeah. if it was him by himself, that's one thing. But for, like, his innocent, like, the daughter yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the, like, that's like a double whammy. It's like, come on now. Yeah. I forgot who ESPN was saying, like, they, they like, made me feel like I was in a helicopter. Like, oh, can you imagine his final moments knowing that he's not going to get out of the air, the helicopter alive. Clutching his daughter, know they're going down, telling her it's going to be okay. Oh. I'm, I need to stop because you just put a visual in my head and yeah. I can't get it. I was like, damn, man. And I just had to change the channel. Like, it was yeah. cool. like now I get on planes and stuff. I'd be thinking, like, if this crash, like, what did it, it feel like to like, look at yourself, but knowing you're about to die, right? Like, what you going to think about? You know what I mean? Like, that's probably like the scariest feeling, probably like ever. Yeah. Well, long long you can't do nothing about it. Or nothing huh. about it. You're just watching yourself. You know you're about to die. It's like, dang, I'm about to die. Like, that's it. It's crazy. Well, we keep the conversation real here on the Kane Gang Show, man. As you can see, man, you know, talking to, about Kobe's passing there. I mean, you know, obviously, rest in, uh, rest in peace to Kobe, man. And, you know, definitely, a, you know, a man who touched a lot of people on and off the court, man. So, um yeah, just uh, just kind of crazy to think about there. But uh, we are coming up here on break. We got to pay a couple bills. Uh, you guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel One Forty Five. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad oh. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, welcome back to the final segment of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. Uh, been a great show so far. Uh, big shout out to uh, to our man, Amon Richards, number 82, uh, and Mike McCoy uh, for jumping in and uh, talking uh, NBA playoffs. And, you know, of course, uh, we got to talk a little bit and have, a, you know, kind of a serious conversation around uh, the life and legacy of uh, – of Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, Vic is now joining us too. Our uh, our UM Hall of Famer insider, our Canes baseball insider, Mister Everything UM. Uh, you know, Vic, you were a big Kobe fan, man, um, aren't you? Die hard, die hard, die hard. Yeah, we were just kind of talking in the, in the last segment about you know how, how how touching Kobe's life was on and off the court, man. You know, there are very few players that 
that you see in the NBA that are what I call once in a generation, basically. I mean, again, you know, you've got, you know, you obviously you have Kobe, you know, you ended up having someone like a Kevin Garnett, you know, Moses Malone. These are guys that basically went straight from, you know, high school into the pros, you know, yeah. among some others, basically. And, and again, you know, you look at someone like Kobe, you know, Kobe from the get go, you know, you knew he was going to be special. Yeah. You know, I mean, did he have to go through his growing pains in, in some ways? Of course. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, look at the legacy that he left behind. You know, yeah. it, it, you always will end up having the argument or the debate come up with regards to, you know, who's the next Michael Jordan or is Kobe better than Michael? I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you ever look at both of their playing styles, you saw both of them. I mean, especially Kobe. Oh. You saw Kobe make some shots that were like eerily similar to yeah. Michael. No joke. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those you know? mirror videos with those guys side by side, where oh, it's the, the same move and the same thing, man. So, so good stuff there, man. So, and, and, you know, and, 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 yeah, and no, uh, just saying, you know, talking about all these legends too, you know, and, and it kind of kind of segues into our our next conversation a little bit here. You know, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about uh, about Kane Soups, man, and you know, specifically, you know, Coach K announced that uh, this next season is going to be his last. Uh, Roy Williams has already uh, announced his retirement That's over correct. at UNC. You know, um, you've got these legends that are coaching in the ACC that are that are you know kind of falling down and falling out and you know bowing off into the sunset. I'm sure you know uh, Coach Beheim once uh, you know once his kids are, are out of the program, I think it's uh, highly likely that he'll move on as well, right? You know, and uh, you know we got Coach L here, right? And uh, you know this last season was probably the most trying season of of Coach L's uh, tenure here. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Or without a doubt, I mean, again, yeah. honestly speaking, you know, the last couple of years obviously have been very trying. Um, injuries, um, off court drama, basically the NCAA investigation. Obviously, you know, I I thought the NCAA investigation really affected the program in a lot of ways. It, it threw us at least off track for two or three years. Easily. Yeah. Um, I felt this year, basically, you had a lot of internal issues. Okay. And then also at the same time, basically, again, you had to question with regards to issues involving strength and conditioning, basically, it had to end up being brought to the forefront. So, you know, again, you begin to think of like, okay, are these injuries for real or are they being faked? Again, you know, that's that's we had maybe like about five or six guys, guys basically playing their hearts out. And don't get me wrong, I mean, again, for the games that we saw, we were competitive. I mean, we were competitive in some of those games, basically. But again, whenever you're only dealing with six or seven deep, basically. You tell you, those yeah. guys are going to get gassed out real soon. They're going to run out of gas. Out of yeah. So to me, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question a here. Thing. You know, yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about what you know when you think it's time for for Coach L to hang up. Are are we there? You know, are we down there in a little bit? But you know, before before I ask you that, I'll, you know, I want to say like my image of what Miami hoops should be like. You know, we play in the best basketball conference period, right? I mean, you know, ACC is the premier basketball conference in in the country, right? In the NCAA, and I mean, that's that's obvious, hands down, right? You know, Miami's a, a great private institution, right? Um, you know, beautiful campus, great place to live. You know, 
to me, like we should be a basketball powerhouse. Yet we're always, you know, it seems like, you know, we're always decimated by injuries and, you know, a short bench and everything. Like, you know, I mean, so so that being said, I mean, like, is Coach L the guy to take us there, or do you think it's time for him to hang it up, man? I look at, you know, part of the problem that you've got right now, and, and I look at it from a realistic point of view, okay, is that he has three more years on his contract. Okay, so unless he steps down, which I don't see that happening, basically, okay, it would not be in the university's best interest to end up, okay, letting him go, basically, because I guarantee money-wise, I mean, look, every single collegiate institution that you have out there basically has taken a massive hit because of COVID. Okay, that goes without Mm -hmm. saying, basically. Okay, but then now if we ended up, you know, Again, to, to let him go, forget it. There's no way. You know, yeah. I'd like to end up thinking basically that he has at least a couple years still left in the tank. But at the same time, I, I be, a lot of us, okay, because, I mean, look, we, can, we have seen the way that we can play, to be very honest with you. We are competitive, okay, in some of those games that we ended up losing this year, basically, I mean, we just lost because we either ran out of gas or at the same time. We made some just mistakes just down the line that just killed us. Yeah. Okay, completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, you look at the reasons why Roy Williams ended up stepping down, and then obviously with Shashevsky stepping down. I mean, again, you know, Coach K pretty much already said that for him it's more family-oriented more than anything else. Okay. Coach Williams pretty much referred to family at the same time, but at the same time one thing he talked about was that he – he didn't feel that he had the energy, okay, as far as to end up leading the program, okay, into the next era, so to speak, okay? Do I highly suspect, basically, that you're going to have some other coaches that will end up following suit to a certain degree? Sure. I mean, again, I think probably one of the older ones that you still still have out there that's still been coaching for quite some time behind, besides uh, Jimmy Beheim from Syracuse is, you know, uh, Coach Bob Huggins. You know, that's yeah. one of the older, older legends, too, basically, as well. Okay, so again, you know, with regards to Coach L, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's again, yeah. you want it. Let's put it this way: when you look at the program, the way it ended up transitioning, okay, from years past, basically, that you ended up having, you know, Coach Hamilton really ended up giving us a good taste of the big time, okay, because yep. Coach Ham and again. And Coach Ham's in Hall of Fame based, and I actually ended up being there for his induction. Great time, great speech, to be honest. Nice, with you, okay? nice. He got inducted in the same class as Ray Lewis in 2006. Awesome. So, you know, part of the issue with Coach Ham is this, is that, again, if he had not left, okay, for the NBA, basically, for Washington, I'll be honest with you, we would have ended up being in contention for the next couple of years after that. Okay? Yeah. One thing for sure is that he left the cupboard pretty full. I mean, he did an excellent – he was probably one of the better recruiters that you could ever see out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, then you I'm ended up having, you, you know, Chase. And look, he's, you know, he's made for I, I, uh... I want to see a... – oh, big time, please. Come on. You, you're, yeah. you're having guys – and, I mean, look, I give credit where credit is due, to be honest with you, okay? You look at what he's recruited over there, and you've got guys that are playing great. I mean, look at what Devin Booker is doing in the, in the NBA, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but then also at the same time, you know, you got, he has guys being drafted year in, year out. 
you know, in the NBA draft, basically. Yeah, that Terrence okay? Mann kid for the Clippers is uh, – Yeah. There you go. No doubt. No and, doubt. I'll be on, and I'll be honest with you as well, too, basically. You know, when it, when it came down to Coach Hamilton, one thing with him as well, too, basically, is this, that he knew how to develop those guys to such a point that he saw it coming from point A, coming out from high school, to the very end. You know, yeah. it's just you can't take that away. So, I mean, going back to Coach L, um, it's tough to say. Yeah. It's tough to so, say. I, look, so, I see, I've see. i seen our program. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, I was, I was just going to say that I, I do want to switch gears, though, because we got about uh, we got about seven minutes left in the show. And, uh, you know, hey, That's we're fine. heading to – we're heading to Gainesville, man. So back into into baseball talk, man. I want to definitely make sure we get some time in uh, before we cut off to, uh, you know, to talk about, uh, you know, about about um, you know the the baseball tournament coming up. So, you know, man, obviously our season. You know, just give me a couple words. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, sum up the regular season for me. <laughs> the the up Dr. and down Dr. roller Jekyll. coaster. <laughs> Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. That's probably the best way that I know how to say it. To be honest with you. It is. it is. I look. You know what amazes me is this, and you look at the tail end. We go into Louisville. We take two out of three from Louisville, which mm-hmm. is one of the better teams in the conference, let alone the country. Okay, and yet, in essence, basically, we stumbled. I mean, in the ACC tourney, come on. You know, we played solid against a good Duke team, basically, and we let that game slip away. FSU swept us the entire season, basically, both regular season and tournament. Yeah. Okay, and and it's and it's disturbing to see, and it's disturbing to see. Basically, I I kind of thought I'll be honest with you from a coaching perspective, you ended up having some questionable moves that were made that honestly just came back to haunt us. You know, and yeah. I mean at the same time, you know, you don't have that fire. That fire is not existing. Okay, as it should be, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually yeah. you mentioned the Louisville series. We actually swept that one and not even two or three. That was the first time that they've been swept at I home. Promise. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it, it's crazy. You talk about Jekyll and Hyde, right. You know, like, you know, you have this team that shows up and that, that balls out, but then at other times, you know, they just fall flat on their face. And, you know, to me, the thing that's been killing them, you know, is just the, the base running, right. You know, uh, base oh running, God. fielding, you know, I mean, it was it was painful to watch because you look at the lineup and you're like, hey, we've got the bats, right? ADC and CDC, you know, CDC were were awesome, and you know, both had Chris, both had pretty good Christian, years. Christian Barnun was the MVP of the year. To be very honest, yeah. with you, he really was. Who saw that coming, and, though, right? <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm yeah. and let's put it major shout out. Obviously, as you probably saw that. Carson Palmquist ended up making second team All American, basically. So you know, yeah. that props to Carson in that basis. So, yeah, yeah. But, look, I mean, uh, Carson uh, earned it, man. You know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we. So, so you know, that being said, I mean, Vic, what you know, we're going up to Gainesville, man. What, what do you think our chances of coming out of Gainesville are? And then, you know, what are our chances of getting to Omaha? I mean, they got to be kind of. We slim. are. Look, I mean, again, we are facing a. It's a good region. Okay, it's a good. It's going to be a good regional, to be very honest with you. Okay, I think a lot of people underestimate both South Alabama and uh, South Florida. South Florida is definitely much better in the record, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we have the ability to take it. I mean, again, at least we've got Alejandro Pipo that's going to be starting tomorrow. 
And then on Saturday, I think Jake is going to be getting the ball, basically. Jake Smith. Jake Smith has been pitching very well. Yep. Okay. So yep. I think, in essence, basically, we have a shot, okay, of doing well. Okay, that we can end up getting in there, basically. But at the same time, again, like we referred to before, what team is going to show up? Okay, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? You know, and it's <laughs> ain't, there's, ain't there's that no the other way of putting it. There's yeah, no you know, you're right, it. man. And we got we got to be able to get out there. We gotta we gotta. The only way that we can hope to catch lightning in a bottle is to minimize the mental mistakes that are out there, the base running errors, the throwing errors. You know, um, look. I mean, one thing we haven't talked about, honestly, Ryan, is this, dude. Le men left on base. I mean, we've been leaving <laughs> men on base like at a ridiculous pace. Yeah. You know, when when you got when you've got runners in scoring position, look, I don't give a bloody damn what you have to do for Christ's sake. You, you get have home. to end up maxim. You got to maximize that opportunity because no one knows if it's going to happen again during some time during the game. You know, yeah. there, were, there were different times during the game, basically, that I saw us get the bases loaded, couldn't get anyone across, okay? And again, it's just a matter of hitting as well. Yeah. It's a matter of hitting. Yeah, you, you ain't lying there, brother. So, you know, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be rooting for these guys. I'm going to be supporting them as always. This has been a painful season, <laughs> to, to say the least, you know, just because of the Jekyll and Hyde. You know, whenever I... you have a – Whenever you have a season like that, right, you know, it's it's almost more painful because you've seen us at our best and you've seen what we can do and what we're capable of. So it's so frustrating to get out there and just, you know, watch us get decimated at times. Like, you know, the the the, the series against FSU this year where they built beat us, you know, three hundred to, to two that over over a weekend. At least it felt like three hundred to two. But exactly, might as well like have been three hundred to two. To be honest with yeah. you, no <laughs> it might as well have been right. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mean, look, we we went into that series. I mean, come on, let's be again, let's be realistic. We went into that series, a lot of expectations. It was our biggest series of the year, okay, and we laid down. We tanked that entire series. Yeah. And I was I was looking at throwing like you know I think the tickets were like 150 bucks a, a piece for that game man I was like man I'm yeah. going I don't care oh, it's, yeah. it's FSU baseball weekend and and am I glad we <laughs> didn't end up going there to to watch that madness man so I well, mean I'll, I'll, I, I, I let me say this real quick with regards to the baseball team look sure, one sure. thing from a positive perspective is this we ended up win except for the last FAU game basically we won almost every single middle of the week game. This season, basically, which was a major improvement over previous years. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Okay? You know, that's something that, again, had killed us in previous seasons. Okay? Yep. You know, again, you know, pitching-wise, we made some strides. Okay? Again, to be expected, some of these guys are kids. Okay? No one knew about Carson. Okay? Carson came on, basically. I mean, it was like – he was like Mariano 2.0 that you, like, hear enter Sandman coming in. And you knew he was going to start blowing some people up. Okay. But at the same time, do I think he started to get towards the end? He started to get used too much? Yes. Yeah. You know, you're, you're trying yeah, to get him to like, it's too much. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Vic, thanks. Thanks so much for, for jumping on here and talking hoops and baseball. Um, you know, as we go here, I mean, you know, no we're definitely going to be watching, uh, watching, uh, this weekend as the Canes are up in Gainesville, uh, up there with, uh, Southern Alabama, uh, the Gators and, uh, and USF, right. Hopefully we come out of here and, uh, and we're out here and we're beating our chests next, uh, next week as we, uh, as we come back on and, uh, you know, and, and talk about the results of whatever happens this weekend. Uh, but great show again, yeah. shout out to, uh, I want to give up. I want to give a do two shout outs if you don't mind, please. Sure, quick. please, please. Uh, yeah, UM Sports Hall of Fame basically is having we're having our fishing tournament kickoff tonight. Basically, it's our kickoff party over at Sandbar in the Grove. Right. Okay, so again, check out canesfish.com if you're still interested in fishing. Okay, we've got a lot of the guys coming out basically. Britt Romberg, Melvin Pratton, Benny Blades, okay, Eric Schnupp, whole bunch of guys basically are still coming out, basically. Okay. Good stuff. And then Good I want stuff. to give out a shout to I want to give out a shot basically. To Mr. Coe himself, basically. So if you end up picking out some of his pictures, especially the last one, I'm seeing him dressed up in a nice jacket and everything. Basically, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, who are you and what did you do? With the no, exactly. I said, who are you and what did you do with the real Derek Coe? I'm like, I'm like, no, this is not possible. No doubt. No doubt. So I hope they're coming back soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Vic. And uh, shout out to you, man. Appreciate you jumping on and taking some time. Of course, uh, St uh, Stefan Cheatham, who, who jumped on earlier in the in the first hour, uh, Mike McCoy, uh, and of course, to uh, the great Amon Richards, who, who jumped on. Uh, you guys have been listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. Uh, have a great day and go Canes. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.